Hello, my name is Andrew Gomison, and it is my privilege to welcome you to the 500th episode of the Speaking for Him podcast. And joining alongside of me for this special occasion is my OG producer, <laughs> Mr. Adam McNutt. Adam guided me through about 270 episodes before he departed the show, but we have remained very good friends, so welcome back to the show, Adam. Dude, it's good to be here, and everything's pretty much the same except location, environment, and pretty much everything else. Yes, <laughs> everything's the same, but the stuff that's not. So, how have you been, Adam? Dude, I've been good. I've been good. Gosh, I'm trying to think. I think it's been three years, about, since OG was in the house with you. Well, since we did since we did it regularly, you've been you've stopped in a few times in my home studio, as it were. But it's been probably three plus years since we worked together on a regular basis. So yeah, it's been a while. But uh, why don't you update us on what you're doing now and how things are going? Well, uh, since last being with you, Andrew, full time, uh, we have entered a new decade. So, except for a little more creaking, that's going pretty well, all in all. Uh, boy, three years ago, I was just starting uh, full-time in youth ministry at my church. So, um, I'm happy to say three years later and uh, one pandemic later, God has been very good and uh, still there at church. We're doing 6th through 12th grade youth ministry. So, it's kind of great, great to be in a place where there's food not being thrown at each other today. So, that's a win. But it's been fun. It's been really good staying busy with, with teens and doing youth ministry and living the life. Well, I, I think you had mentioned on your podcast, which we will plug here, Adam is a co-host of the Millennial podcast with his former radio partner, Cece Labarge. And I think you had mentioned on a recent podcast there that... Uh, you worked with her about 300 years ago because <laughs> because the last two years with COVID and things of that nature have just crawled by, but God is faithful. He's brought us through it. Well, one of the things that you do when you reach a milestone like this is you look back. So I want to share with you some of my highlights from the past years. Now, it's impossible to get a highlight from every show if I did 500 Highlights, we would be here for five hours, and nobody wants that. So I thought, how am I going to do my highlight reel? And I really wanted my highlight reels to reflect the people that have helped me so much on this show. And so the first one is Adam and I in the studio working together, and there were so many choices, so I just picked a few. So let's take the time to enjoy this now. Good afternoon, everyone. I am very grateful to be here today. My name is Andrew Gomison, and I will be your host for the Speaking for Him podcast. Excited about the inaugural episode, and I'm also excited that I have a co-host with me in the studio today, Adam McNutt of WJQ fame. Thank you, Adam, for being here. Thanks for having me, Andrew. Appreciate it. Today, we're just going to talk a little bit about my ministry and how I... Uh, came to start it and how I got to this point. So I hope this is a fun time for everyone listening. Well, I want to uh, ask you a question, if, if you don't mind, about your uh, ministry real quick. Sounds great. All right, cool. Uh, why did you start speaking for Him Ministries? I've heard a lot about it, but I've never heard the, the story. Well, here here's the story in a nutshell about why I started speaking for Him. I've always had a heart for young people 
and I've always had a heart for speaking um, the truth of God into their lives. And one of the things that I started to think about in college was the fact that I needed that think young people needed to be encouraged to seek God with their whole hearts and to not waste their um, youth, especially their teenage years. And so I decided to start to write a book for young people about um, what it means to serve God even though you're young. And then that led me to start to consider the specific roles of men and women and then the specific roles uh, of families and how they integrate into society and how they make our society what it is. So that's that's the nutshell story of of why I started the ministry. And it really was a product of a lot of prayer and discussions with my parents and other people, some very special friends that came into my life at a very specific time uh, that kind of confirmed that that was the direction that God was leading me in. And so I'm grateful to have this association uh, with WJQ, and I will take this opportunity to say thank you to them for the opportunity to use this studio for this podcast. I'm very excited about it. And so whether it's an author or whether it's a comic that needs a start to open one of our comedy shows or Devotion in Motion is literally an extension of the fulfilling of our calling to give people a platform to find out how God might want to use that. So that's why we're here today, Andrew, is because we're watching you literally fulfill the calling we've had for a decade. And that's what makes it exciting for us. Same with uh, Scooter behind the uh, board over there. You know, he came here as an intern, and his project is not mine, but every time he succeeds or takes a step forward, there's a little bit inside me that just cheers because that's what God wants from us is to help our brothers and sisters get to that next level if that's what God wants for them. And I don't want, I mean, I just want to see people get opportunities to find out, and and that's why it's cool to see you're, you're finding out. Yeah, it is exciting, and Scooter uh, keeps accumulating <laughs> nicknames. Uh, it follows me wherever I go. It's so, like a bunch of gnats on your shirt are, and I'm walking around. The, uh, Scooter, Scooter McNutt, what else? Uh, well, my name's Adam McNutt. That's the original. And then you have <laughs> Scooter, and uh, you had Scooter McTavish for yes. a while. <laughs> we could do a whole other show explaining Adam that McButter one. Pants, yeah. Adam McButterpants, I think, was one of them. Adam McNutter Butter. Nut or butter cookies, uh, and then you go back to elementary school, and I'd need oh. a therapist after that. <laughs> yeah, McDonald's. See, I'm, adults, I'm hearing but... ones that I hadn't even heard yet. So this is good. But... Oh, good ammo. That's good. Well, I, I, I was referring actually though to Astro Boy, which is oh, it's I, a new one. Yeah. Astro Boy. <laughs> you can't see right now. My hair's gelled up, and yeah. it, Astro Boy's gelled up, and that's well, I guess it looks like I, you're two degrees from Tintin. <laughs> <laughs> Going in the right direction, then. What do you think of the Speaking for Him podcast so far? And how have you seen seen things grow and change since we began back in October? Well, I can certainly say from now compared to the beginning is we can actually, uh, you know, talk. <laughs> Instead of tripping over our words and stuff like that. Uh, good times, though. It's fun to see how God can grow anything from anything. And that's what's kind of happened even within the past few months. And I, I think the podcast is good because, you know, we've talked about some things that people don't like to get into detail in sometimes. And I'm, I'm happy to be able to work next to you and be able to say the tough things and the real truth things because that's just that's just kind of the way it is. So 
that is something that I, I really appreciate about this podcast. All right, Adam, what are your thoughts listening back to that reel and maybe some other thoughts about just this whole journey? Oh, my goodness. First off, uh, 2013, Adam, sounds a lot younger. <laughs> like uh, eight years and 20 pounds later, a couple of things have changed. But uh, first off, I mean, one of the biggest things I reflect on from the very start to now is how incredibly God has internally grown your podcast. So because how it started was, I mean, you know, you'd come into the radio station and, and we'd record you and we did like several shows to go ahead of time. And, I mean, now what's awesome is, I mean, dude, you've got your own, like, home studio now. You're decked out. I mean, you're, you're, you're like, way ahead of half the radio DJs out there at this point. So it's been amazing to see just all of that grow. And I'm like, man, shoot. And we're podcasting from a brand. That's right. <laughs> that's so, right. Uh, that's pretty exciting. I marvel at how far things have come because when COVID happened, I, I really thought the podcast – was going to end or at least be seriously hampered and God provided for me to be able to continue it and I think in some ways it's it's better than it ever has been just because I don't have to do three shows at once I can focus on each show individually and I think it makes it better I can talk about current events which is important to me because I think we need to be aware of what's going on around us so it's just really neat to be able to look back at this time. This next set of clips that I want to share with you feature a friend of mine by the name of Russ Van Allen. And Russ was going to be here with us today. Um, sadly, he's not feeling well, so he wasn't able to make the trip. But Russ and I have really taken similar trajectories with our podcasting. Um, he started podcasting around the same time I did. And now podcasting has really exploded, but back when I started, I was kind of, the medium was still kind of new. It hadn't had the explosion that it definitely had in the years leading up to COVID and after COVID, everybody oh, yeah. wanted to start a podcast. Yeah. So, um, but, uh, so these are some clips of my time with Russ Van Allen. So Russ, I know you're going to listen to this later. Thank you so much for your help and support in this podcasting journey. Well, tell well, me, how long have you been doing Rust and I's Your Day as a show? Well, that actually started last year. But I went through this phase where I didn't know, like, I started out and I kind of hit this point where I was like, I don't know what I'm doing. I don't really know what I want to do with the show anyways, you know, because I don't want to just be like every other talk show out there who's talking about politics, which is the main thing I discuss, but I, you know, I always wanted to have a little bit more of my flair to it and who I am kind of expressed in it and my take on politics and the news, etc. So I started last year, but then I went through this uh, hiatus. I don't know. It's probably maybe five months or so that I stopped the show and just kind of wandered aimlessly trying to figure out what I wanted to do with it. Um, and then I came back and and kind of re-upped it. Uh, but then I actually, I actually went to work for a little bit for the Michigan Republican Party. And they, they made me stop it because they, they don't apparently like people just randomly going out and talking politics uh, while you're working for them. So um, 
Uh, so I, I put it on hold for probably a, another month or, or a month and a half. And then finally I came back and I was like, you know, I'm just going to go big for this. So uh, all that to say it's really been on for a year, but it really hasn't been – the current incarnation of it has only been about a month or two. No, probably just about a month. So you did about a month of Fridays and then you switched to the three days a week? Yeah. I wanted to ease myself into it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I will say, too, I respect your enthusiasm a lot for this sort of thing. You've been, uh, I get some texts from you sometimes, and you'll be asking me about my show, and it really pumps me up to see you so excited about it. I don't think I've ever seen somebody so excited about, you know, podcasting, let alone, you know, radio in general. So, I mean, that's that's really great that you have that enthusiasm. How how have you, as a, as a fellow podcaster, how have you kept that enthusiasm up? Well, I think coffee. the biggest thing is <laughs> so the biggest thing. Actually, I never never drank coffee. Little True. fact, never drank coffee until I was twenty one. Wow! So I waited till I was legal, and, <laughs> and, and now now I'm pretty much only a social drinker. I don't <laughs> I don't drink. <laughs> so anyway, no. But seriously, my mom will tell you I've been podcasting since I was seven years old, and because uh, and I've always liked to talk. And it's been the one thing that puts me on an equal playing field with other people. Uh, most people that have listened to this podcast for any length of time know that I'm in a wheelchair. Uh, so they know that that's a big part of my life, which I cannot avoid. But when I'm in the studio, um, I might as well be Adam or anybody else. Because as far as my voice goes, you wouldn't know unless I told you that I was in a wheelchair. Matter of fact... I do think that one of my dream things would be um, to do a voice role in, like, a Pixar film or whatever. Because mm-hmm. I could be a superhero or I could be, you know, any number of things that I can't do for community theater, um, which I also enjoy. Um, so, you know, just I think my voice is the one thing that uh, my disability never took away from me. And so I try to use it to the best of my ability. But can you uh, tell me how you kind of decided to do a podcast? Maybe how you discovered the medium? Yeah, wow. That's a good uh, throwback there to the Russ and I's Your Day show. Um, yeah, I, I got into it. I was actually trying to find a job in radio, like legitimate on the radio sort of thing, uh, which is no easy endeavor whatsoever. And I was communicating with the program director for a uh, local radio station here and basically saying, like, hey, uh, A, A, will you hire me? B, if you won't, how, how do you get into this? And he directed me to, uh, to two different – he essentially told me, go start a podcast – and get yourself out there. And so he gave me uh, two different options. I forget one of them, but then the other one was where I was for a bit, Blog Talk Radio. And that kind of launched off that the, the podcasting experience, which I've done fairly steadily in different iterations over the years since then. I, I think that was probably... Man, that's got to be back, what, 2014, 2013, maybe even 2012. Yeah, we're sitting at 2020, and, you know, I've done 420-plus shows myself. So, I mean, I've 
it's been a long time since I've been in the podcast uh, field. You were in the studio several times with Russ and I. Um, Russ isn't here, so we can say whatever we want to <laughs> about him. Uh, but He's tall. He's very tall. He is tall. But do you have any thoughts about working with Russ in the studio? Russ is a lot of fun. Uh, honestly, I'm surprised he has not gotten into radio yet because he's got a perfect personality for it. And he's just a fun guy to be around. It was so fun to have men easy going. And, uh, yeah, he's tall. True story about Russ. The first iteration of his podcast, the early days of Russ and I's Your Day, he did it by himself, but he pretended to have an executive producer. <laughs> and he called this fictitious uh, – executive producer tim and we have a mutual friend named tim and so i thought it was the actual mutual friend named tim but tim never appeared on the show it wasn't until a few months in that i realized that he was talking to a totally fictitious entity but that is the skill that is russ van allen okay so after adam had to leave the show um, we moved into a new era of the podcast where I relied on two other executive producers, one being Chad Cashman, who is not here with us. Hello, Chad. Chad, I'm so grateful for the work that you did on the show, and I'm so glad that you let me keep it going. Because when Adam first told me that he was stepping away, I thought the podcast was going to end. I wasn't confident enough to do it on my own yet. And I was just like, if I can't find someone to run the board for me and to speak off of, because I really think it's a better show when there's two people on it. I don't like sitting and talking to myself for 45 minutes, believe it or not. That's why Russ had to make a fictitious person, you know, because he didn't want to talk to himself, even though he did. So this next set of highlights um, acknowledges and covers the era that was the Chad and Dan era on the Speaking For Him podcast. Because there's been a couple <laughs> if you should, of times. You should see the look on Andrew's when? face. Every single time I push one of these buttons on my wall here, it's just like... there. There's been... He just kind of it throws him off too. Yes, and it throws him off. He's got this thinking pattern going, and you can see his <laughs> his brain is working. And then all of a sudden, I just pull out a, and then he just like stops and he looks at me for a second and he tries to keep going. He's this, a good this sport break, about it. This break brought to you by Coca Cola. <laughs> all right, um, getting back on track though. I, re- in all seriousness, I have really seen God really put his hand of protection on me in several Amen. occasions. And he, and he says, you know what? I mean, it's not a license to be foolish. Let me put that out there and be very clear about that. But he's basically said to me on numerous occasions, until I say it's time for you to go home, you're going to be here serving me. And it's such a relief to know that because you go into the each day with new hope and new possibilities in a way that you wouldn't – that that you wouldn't otherwise, at least from my perspective. Um, so you've been working on, um, the podcast. I think, um, you started recording with me in October. I think if so. If I'm yep. not mistaken, which incidentally was the, was the month in 2012 when we started the podcast. So 
Um, that means that Adam was um, the exclusive producer for about almost exactly the um, the first five years, and now you've been here since October. So, what are your thoughts about producing this show so far? Hmm. Well, I think there's a lot of I, I I see this this podcast as pastoral. Some podcasts are controversial. Some podcasts are entertaining. I mean, by that I mean they focus on entertainment. Mm-hmm. But speaking for him tends to be a pastoral. It's like, okay, this is what we, as the body of Christ, need to know. And if you're not part of the body of Christ, this is something that maybe you should know. And so I see this as a pastoral ministry, and I, and I see you as a pastor type. What are your thoughts about the Speaking for Him podcast so far? So far, um, I really don't have much experience with podcasts, so I can't really tell you uh, how this would compare. But so far, it seems fairly interesting. And I said in on your recording, you were talking about other interesting podcasts. And unfortunately, well, I haven't gone looking. That's uh, something that sparked my interest. Well, maybe he'll at least uh, start to listen to this podcast. <laughs> no, he, he's going to live. Yes. The, he's going to live this podcast. I'm going to live it. I don't so, need to listen to it. I'm not quite that narcissistic. Yeah, that, that's true. <laughs> Although I, I, I have to say that in order to write the blog posts and and do the proper show notes, I usually do listen to the podcast because I record so far in advance. That, that you I have want, to review it. That yep. I want to make sure that I know uh, what's going on. So it's not that I'm a narcissist. <laughs> it's just that I want to make sure that I'm accurate in my notes. All right. So there we have the Chad and Dan air of the podcast. Um, Adam, you've worked with Chad a little bit. Tell us tell us your impression of Chad. Obviously, he kept me on my toes. <laughs> Because uh, he utilized the soundboard a lot more than you did. That thing has way more sound effects than you ever alerted me to. <laughs> there were so many times I was tempted. And I'm like, no, 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 we're good friends. I'm not going to do this to him. And then Chad comes in and just like like a keyboard. But plays to, them all. to that point, I think it is interesting when you transition from one person to another doing that kind of work with you that you do have to get used to different personalities. Oh, totally. Like because you and I had a rapport, and then Chad came in, and I'm like, I don't know who this guy is. I need to feel him out. But it really worked out, and I, I had to get used to the different things that he brought to the table. So, but I'm as I said, I'm so grateful for the people that came in and helped with the show. So, Adam, you stay right there, but Dan, you are here today, so could you come up here a second? I just want to say a public word of thanks to Dan, and I wanted to know if, Dan, if you wanted to say a few words. So a few words. One, two, three. There you go. <laughs> uh, about the podcast specifically. Oh, okay. So uh, that was actually kind of fun, if slightly frustrating on occasion, because, well, I was working and then trying to run over quickly to the radio station and make it before leaving Adam or uh, Andrew here flapping in the wind because that would be terrible of me. I, I will say this, that having my own home equipment has saved me a ton of money and gas. So uh, <laughs> I should hope I, so since we were driving out to Holland all the time. Because we know I no longer go to Holland twice a month for the podcast, and that is a big 
huge blessing. Yeah. It so, was actually quite a bit more fun than I had thought about, thought it would be going into it. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't know if I, if I set him up well for it. I kind of just assumed after someone suggested him that he would do it, but he was gracious enough not to leave me in a lurch. And, um, as I said, when COVID happened, it made me learn all this stuff that I didn't know then that I do know now. So I, I always look at this as one of the biggest silver linings is that I learned to do this production stuff by myself. It wasn't like I had a lot of other things to do during that time, so <laughs> might as well learn new skills. Yeah, being stuck in the house for six weeks without doing anything was quite boring. But thank you so much, Dan, for your contributions to the show. I really do appreciate it. And it really filled a gap until I was ready to make that jump. Oh, good. So <laughs> thanks for being here. You bet. All right, Adam, so we've been through a few different eras of the show, and we're going to get to kind of the way the show changed post-pandemic, but before we do that, I want to um, do another reel, and this one highlights um, the first time that my friend Naomi Van Harn came into the studio to do the Speaking For Him book club. That's right. It's one of the features we did for, I think, four years, where I challenged myself to read books that I wouldn't normally read in different genres. And I had my friend Naomi come in and share um, her thoughts on the books as well because she likes to read. And so that's the first part of this clip that you're going to hear. The second part is an interview that I did with Linnell Pierce. Now, Linnell Pierce was a recording artist from way back in the Children's Bible Hour days. Um before Uncle Charlie, in the Aunt Bertha days, she was on Children's Bible Hour, and then she became a professional singer, and I met her as a kid at Wyoming Fest, and we became friends, and then we reconnected over Facebook a few years ago, and I asked her to come into the studio to do an interview and talk about the changes in her life. So Jane Eyre. The reason I chose this title is because I recently saw, recently as in within the last year, saw homeschool performing arts do Jane Eyre the musical. That's right. And I really enjoyed the story, but I've never read the book. So I decided that we should start there. Now, Naomi has told me that she read this once. So, Naomi, what are your initial impressions of the book Jane Eyre? Well, when I had read it, I was 15. So my impression then is totally different than now, I'm sure. Um, It was... uh, very interesting the lifestyle at that time to me being so young um the way they had to live and then later the story between her and mr rochester that's very interesting of course the woman that was a little bit scary actually (laughs) (laughs) no but i think it's a very good book to start with the hand of god had me to the right doctor in chicago and he knew within 30 seconds what i had and he said to me he said uh um, I can help you. There, there's no cure because it's a neurological problem. Um, I have a, I have a um, procedure that I can give you and you can have it every three months and it will, it will keep you. And then he said, 
either talking or singing. What do you want to do, talk or sing? And that was when I realized that my singing and talking are on two different mechanisms. And um, I said, well, of course I want to talk. And so he gave me my first treatment there in Chicago. And the treatment took probably less than 30 seconds. And he said, I'm sorry to tell you, but your 52-year singing career is now over. It was that quick. I didn't even have a chance to go home and sing. I bowed on my knees one more time or something. I, it was over. And, and um, you know, Andrew, I got to tell you, because I respect you so much and the way you love the Lord and you live your life for the Lord. And, and I'm a firm believer that everybody has something and something that the Lord uses to keep us humble before him, to keep us clinging to him. And I didn't realize how much I depended or thought I needed my voice to be, to be who I was. I thought my identity had to be my singing voice. And I think the Lord had to show me, no, Linnell, it's not your singing voice. It's your heart. It's not having all the mechanisms of your body working perfectly. It's your heart and what's coming out of your heart. And so my singing voice was done. And how the Lord, and I knew I had a choice. I had a choice to take this, and and, it, and it's not a complicated choice. The Lord isn't complicated. He gives you one of two choices. You're going to go down in self-pity and, and, and feel sorry for yourself and, and blow everything that he can possibly do through you despite, or you can say, okay, Lord, I'm available. I'm still available to your service and however you want to use me. And that was, that was the choice I knew I had to make. And, and in all honesty, I've never shed a tear from the, from that day to even though singing was my life and in 30 seconds it was over. Um, and I couldn't have my farewell year like many singers do. It was done. And I never have shed a tear because with all my heart, I either had to believe that God was able to still use me or that he really didn't do what he promised, and I knew that wasn't true. And so I clung to the fact that he had something else for me, and boy, have I seen that to be true. God is faithful, and I've seen it over and over again, and one of the most exciting parts about the podcast is to be able to have other people on and have them share what God has done in their lives. Um so this last set of clips uh, is two different shows that I did after the pandemic happened. For the first few weeks of post-pandemic uh, podcasting, I just did it on the computer straight into Audacity with the one microphone that my brother Bartholomew gave me. I'm really glad he did because it allowed me to keep going, and so I'm grateful for that. Um, and then I did a lot of Zoom. It's funny because I was cleaning out my computer in February of 2020, and I had Zoom on there, and I had only ever used it once, and it didn't work because our internet wasn't very good back at the time that I got it. And I almost deleted it, but I kept it. And it was a good thing I did because when the pandemic happened, I was on Zoom about four times a week for different reasons. So I'm grateful for the technology. And it's one of the technologies that has allowed me to podcast from home because I'm able to interview people through it. So this next uh, set of 
clips is two shows that I did uh, post-pandemic. One is uh, my friend Tim Van Bruggen came on to co-host. He's the executive director of Master Arts Theater, uh, the community theater that I'm involved in with my family. And then the second one is probably uh, my most well-known guest, Jason Romano, a former executive producer for the Mike and Mike show on ESPN Radio and the current host of Sports Spectrum Radio. I just want to talk a little bit about how we're doing uh, with um, the, the lockdown situation. It's been an ongoing mm-hmm. reality. I've opened every show the last three or four weeks talking about it uh, because it's because it's where we're living right now. And for me, yeah. uh, Friday marks uh, 56 straight days of being at my home doing everything online from uh, friend meetups to some theater to even church. So it's been a really interesting dynamic to, to literally um, be traveling just a few feet a day, if you will, and not really doing a whole lot other than that. And if you had told me, you know, eight weeks ago that this would still be the reality, I wouldn't have believed you and I would have told you I couldn't do it. So it's basically just been waking up every day, seeking the Lord for what he wanted to do in this situation because I couldn't handle it by myself. Um, So I'm grateful that he's answered that prayer day by day, but I just wanted to get a little bit of your perspective. How are things going for you? And then once you talk about it personally, then maybe segue a little bit into what Master Arts is doing. Yeah. Um, well, it's it's been a challenge. Um, I'm married and have two kids uh, who are both at very different stages. My eldest is 18, and he's kind of doing a combination, finishing high school and uh, doing college courses. And um, he's been homeschooled and doing most of his school from home his entire life. So this is this is like old news for him. Uh, but our youngest is a little bit more of a social animal and he's in third grade and he's having a rougher time because we put him in, in regular school and um, going from classroom and having your friends and being able to, you know, have recess and to transition to mom and dad kind of teaching things from home um, has been really tough for him. Uh, and it's interesting at our house, um, I'm, I'm about spending about half my week there and half my week as the only person in the theater right now. Um, and when we're all there, we've got four people all trying to do work online. So it's, it's kind of hectic. It's like more busy at my house during the workday than it was here in the, on the office of the theater. Uh, but I've been grateful that I've been able to actually come and, um, one of the one of the benefits of being, you know, the executive director, I guess, is I can kind of shelter in place in my office at the theater. And my brother's church, Andrew, he got saved and began his his relationship with the Lord in a charismatic Pentecostal church. Again, I grew up in a Catholic church, and this is not a knock on any of those two churches, but they are completely different experiences on the scale of church going experiences. One is a very somber, kind of quiet, 
very, you know, you don't, it's almost like a library. You don't say a whole lot in the Catholic church. The Pentecostal church is dancing and clapping and worship bands and singing and jumping up and down. It's a party. It's a concert. And it was weird. And then Mother's Day 2001 comes along. And this is probably the second or third time I had been to my brother's church. And this time something was different. I didn't hate it. That's my answer. My brother asked me how I, how, how I thought of the church service that day after we walked out of there. And I said, well, I didn't hate it. And that was enough for him to recognize and to be very open in that moment to say, come here, I want to go talk to you for a second. And he brought me uh, to the back of his bedroom in his house in Hudson, New York, which is close to Ravina, close to Albany. And we, uh, we sat down on his bed. And he said to me, Jason, um, it wasn't that bad, huh? I said, yeah, Chris, it, it was fine. It wasn't, it wasn't terrible. I didn't hate it. I said, I can do without the music a little bit because I wasn't used to that whole worship music thing. I said, but I really enjoyed the message. And he said, well, let me tell you about Jesus. Would you mind if I share with you the gospel and what this thing that I believe in is? I said, sure. And for the next 20 minutes, he proceeded to share who Christ was, what the cross meant, what salvation meant, what being a sinner meant, what repenting and asking for forgiveness meant. And he's like, he just point blank asked me, do you want to, do you want that for your life? And I said, yeah, I think I do. And we prayed a prayer together and I walked out of there and that was the beginning of the journey. Now I tell people, Andrew, two things. Number one, I obviously had zero knowledge of the Bible. So I didn't have to go and learn and spend time devouring this book and reading everything in it before saying yes to Christ. All I had to do was have a little bit of an open heart. And that's why it's where it started. So I tell people all the time when I share my testimony, you don't need to be a Bible scholar. In fact, you don't even need to be a Bible novice. You could never have picked up a Bible in your life. But just say yes. Start with yes. And then let it, let it become a journey. And chase after God. Learn about him. And so those are just some highlights um, over the years of the Speaking Firm podcast. And to be able to to get an interview with Jason was just really exciting. And I, I've just had a lot of exciting opportunities even since being home. I was thinking about it recently, and I've already been podcasting at home for over two years. So that's quite a bit of time, quite a few episodes, and here we are at 500. So God has definitely been faithful. I just want to read a couple comments. First of all, Warden Betty DeFau said, uh, congratulations on 500 podcasts. So thank you, Warden Betty, for your encouragement. And then I have one more comment from a friend. Vicki Squires says, that's awesome. Congratulations, Andrew. So excited to hear what God has laid on your heart to share. What an honor to be used of him like this. So I'm just really uh, excited to have people supporting me. I was telling um, my friend Eric Sowers, who, by the way, thank you, Eric, for helping to set up all of the tech uh, when I got here um, so that we could get all this working for you because this is the first time I've ever done uh, a live event. 
So I'm very thankful for that. But I was telling uh, Eric that over the last five or six episodes, my listens have basically doubled. So I don't know exactly why that is, but it's really exciting to log on regularly and see the numbers go up because that means that many more people are being encouraged by the content that I have to offer. And I'm so thankful to God for continually um, giving me ideas on what to share. And I really hope that it's been encouraging. And I feel like if it's been encouraging to one person, then it's worth it. But it's nice to know that more and more people are listening. Um, So... I have some final thank yous to give, but before that, is there anyone who would like to come up and say any words about the podcast or encouraging words about my ministry, anything like that, uh, before we close things off? All right, well, I just want to end by saying a very big thank you to my mom and dad because they're the reason that I am the person that I am is because they raised me to love God um, and to love His Word and to care about family. Today I'm an uncle of 28, and that makes me very happy. And I'm so thankful that they instilled in me the idea from Scripture that children are a blessing And I really try to encourage anyone who's on the journey of parenthood that God wants to bless you as you raise your families. I'm super thankful to have Adam here again today and to have him back on the show and especially to be here for this 500th event. Adam, it means a lot to me when we started on this journey. Um, I wasn't sure what would happen. I wasn't sure where our friendship would go. Um, but I'm, I'm grateful that, that we've kept in touch uh, even after the podcast journey, and I'm grateful that I've encouraged you as you have embarked on the podcast journey. I always say I feel like I'm part of a, a podcast tree, kind of like the Mike Holmgren uh, football tree in the NFL because I – started podcasting, and then my radio mentors, Chris and Emily, added a podcast, and then Adam decided to jump into the podcast fray, so I feel like we have a pretty good network of podcasters, and of course, Russ Van Allen as well is is in that podcasting tree as well. Just the support that I've had, the number of people that I have met because of the podcast, people that I haven't met personally, but I had the opportunity to interview I think of Melissa Olden, who was aborted, but she was born alive despite being aborted, and how great that was to get to know her. I think of Cherie Williams, who was making Facebook videos, and I got to know her through that, and I interviewed her, and now we're good friends. She's in Texas. Uh, I think of Ashlyn uh, Woodward, getting the chance to interview her from after her health crises. She's also in Texas. So there's just been so many people that have been added to my circle of friends through this podcast, and I'm extremely grateful. Um, And generally we do this in the beginning, but I 
want to end today with my quote of the day. And my quote of the day comes from William Arthur Ward. And William Arthur Ward says, God's strength behind you, his concern for you, his love within you, and his arms beneath you are more than sufficient for the job ahead of you. And as I've gone through the last nine and a half years of doing this podcast, I've realized that there have been times when I felt like I was starting to hit a wall where I didn't have content, where I wasn't sure if it was going to continue. There were times when Adam told me he was leaving, when Chad told me he was leaving, when the pandemic happened, when I wasn't sure if the podcast would continue, but he always has provided the insight and the strength and the content for whatever the next thing that he wanted me to cover was. And so I'm so grateful that whenever there was times that I got discouraged, he sent people into my life, people like Naomi and like Russ and all the people that I've already mentioned who have just come alongside me and helped me to thrive in this ministry. You know, there was a time early on in my ministry that one of my friends, Tom, uh, who, who really encouraged me to get started and encouraged me to start a website, he was trying to help me uh, get booked to different churches to preach. This was back in 2009, and his wife was a little irritated by that, and she's like, it's your ministry, you should just do it by yourself. And I remember thinking, but it's not about me, it's about Jesus, and I feel like even modeled in the scriptures is the idea that even people like the Apostle Paul worked in partnership with other people. Paul worked with Barnabas, Paul worked with Silas. We're not supposed to live the Christian life on an island, we're supposed to be with each other and encourage one another and help one another to do what God has called us to do. We're a body. We are not individuals on an island. So I'm just so thankful for how that has played out through this podcast ministry. So before we say goodbye, Adam, do you have any final thoughts on what is the 500th podcast of Speaking for Him? Well, no, we got to wrap it up, but can I tell a quick story from the very first episode that we ever did together in testament to getting to 500? Go ahead. And how far God's brought you. All right, 90 seconds, time me. So uh, when we started the show, at least right before, we had a little meeting to talk about what you wanted the podcast to be and what you were asking of me and all that, and we had talked a little bit about like how the episodes are going to be released for you and, and length and all of that. And I remember specifically we talked about how the show was going to be probably half hour to 45 minutes an episode, maybe an hour at the very, very longest. So we get in on our first night. We're in the studio. We're going to do, I think, the first three. So we do the first episode. We go in. You say, I'm Andrew, like you heard earlier in this episode here in the 500th. And we go through all the things. You have your list. We introduce everyone to what it's about. We close up shop. And you look over to me and say, all right, Adam, how long was that? And I look over to my screen, and I was like, eight minutes and 21 seconds. <laughs> and we were like, 
let's go to episode two. <laughs> We're a little ahead of schedule. And I, I, I joke and laugh about that because uh, to have gone from that first episode 10 years ago in October 2012 to see where you are today – and how God has grown this podcast, episode 500, has really been amazing. I mean, to even have the uh, guest from ESPN that was with you, which you should check out all the episodes, but especially that. I mean, it was like professional podcast level. It was wonderful and amazing testimonies in that episode too. So I'm just proud of you, man, and I think this is so fun to do a first-ever live episode of 500th. And uh, love you, dude, and here's the 500 more. All right. Well, I'm hoping uh, to be able to do 500 more uh, we'll have to up the ante for a thousand, but I'll keep you posted <laughs> on that. But uh, I think that's all I have to share with you this week. Please make sure that if you are listening, that you share this with your family and friends. That's how more people get to know about speaking for him and about the podcast. So make sure that you are letting people know about this weekly encouragement on the journey that we call the Christian life. With that being said, I will simply close by saying, have a great week and keep serving the best of masters. Thank you for listening to today's episode. Your host has been Andrew Gomison, founder of Speaking for Him. For more information on today's show and to leave us comments and voicemails, visit speakingforhim.blogspot.com. You can find Andrew's ministry at speakingforhim.com. That's speaking, the number four, H-I-M. You can also interact with us at facebook.com slash speakingforhim and on Twitter at speakingforhim. And when you look for us on iTunes and Stitcher, let us know what you think of the podcast by leaving a rating and review.